Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. everybody. Welcome back to episode number 57. We're just climbing our way towards a hundred episodes. So today I have had a, well, okay, back up. I've had a few questions about therapy versus coaching. So if you don't know, I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And though I'm totally open to business to moms of all religions, I also happen to run a group specific to my personal religion, which makes a lot of sense, right? There actually wasn't even a support group for that group. So if you are a member of this same church, I just want to reiterate that I started a group on Facebook. It's called LDS Women Postpartum Support. We are at like 640 members. So if you want to come hang out with me there, it's pretty much rocking and rolling. And there's some really great support there too, in addition to this podcast. But yeah, as I've been kind of getting that going, I've had understandably a lot of questions about therapy versus coaching. Here's the deal. A lot of people, a lot of moms postpartum resonate with me because I'm a mom right now. My oldest is six. My youngest is three, almost three. And I had three kids in four years. There's just a lot that reeks of motherhood in my life. I am in it. I'm not past it. And then went and got a PhD, right? I'm like in it right now. And so they come to me, they have a lot of trust towards me. They're interested in my story and they've never really heard of coaching. They've only really heard of therapy, which makes sense. So let me give you a little bit of background and then we'll go into similarities and differences. I'll tell you why I do coaching. And then if you're interested in coaching, how to work with me. So, um, Coaching started actually in like the 1940s at the very earliest, and it was in the financial industry. So more of a business setting. And it's, as you can tell, very much evolved since then and really making an appearance in the 1980s, like an emergence to where people started to know what coaching is. So there you have like Tony Robbins, right? Or Byron Katie, some of these bigger names, Um, usually they tend to be like self-help gurus mixed with really thoughtful thinking and coaching is definitely different than therapy in the education level. Coaching is an unregulated industry, which means that people can just say they're life coach and they can become a life coach, which is insane, but it's true. And that has really positive aspects to it. Surprisingly, actually, I know like my first reaction to that is fear and was fear. When I heard that I was like, ugh, and almost like, wait, we need regulations. But the really beautiful part of that is that the, the bar is low. And so people with all sorts of life experience can get out there and start helping people who have been, who are in that same life experience. Whereas with therapy, Maybe you can find a therapist that specializes in something you've done, but the likelihood of finding a therapist that had very similar circumstances that they lived through is just lower just because the bar is higher. You have to pay more money in some cases. I mean, I won't tell you what I paid for my certification, but it definitely wasn't low. (laughs) I went to like the best of the best, um, the life coach school, which is kind of the cream of the crop as far as that's my personal opinion, by the way. But, um, but yeah, so the bar is higher. You have to go get a PhD or, you know, depending maybe a master's in social work or marriage and family therapy. And it's higher 
education as far as the education required just to be able to practice. There's also a lot of limitations in therapy that aren't really needed or necessary in coaching. So one thing to recognize about therapy is that it is kind of an arm or a branch or a helper in the medical industry and in the medical world. Therapists can, um, administer, or I shouldn't say administer, but prescribe medications and they're typically looking for a diagnosis. Whereas a coach is doing no such thing. We're not even touching the medical world. If somebody wanted a medication, like I would tell them as my client, I'd say, great, like we can work together and go talk to your doctor. Okay. But I'm going to tell you a little bit more throughout this episode, why I don't think there's as much of a need for medication with postpartum depression as we have been taught What the newest research is telling us. I'm going to make a book recommendation on that note. I'm going to have a Ted talk that you can check out on that note, as well as a a Tony Robbins.com article that kind of differentiates between therapy and coaching. I thought it did a pretty good job. All right. So let's just go down the list. I wrote down here therapy and coaching, and I want to really make an emphasis. I don't want to pit these two against each other. I actually have a client right now who's seeing a therapist and me, which is really awesome. So she's getting a lot of, um, trauma coming up from her past and she's being able to like surface with that and work through that and make sense of that. And then with me, she's moving up and out of it and forward. So I love both. Okay. So therapy is going to be more passive while coaching is more active. And let me tell you what that means in therapy. There's going to be more venting. There might be a slight emphasis on new perspectives, but only so far as you can handle or want. If it starts to feel uncomfortable, you always have the right to be like, no, I don't like that. Whereas in coaching, we explore if you say you don't like it, right? So like if, if you say, I don't want to, I don't like that. Like I resist that your therapist might just back off a little bit and not, maybe not go there. Whereas with a coach, you're definitely going to be, it's, it might, we might get, be like, okay, well, tell me about that resistance. Let's explore that. Okay. So, um, in therapy, there's going to be less questions asked, although I think therapists are really masterful question askers and in coaching, we're asking questions a lot. Um, and then in therapy, it's a lot less, um, emphasis on change, although for sure that's the idea, but it's a lot more emphasis on healing and exploring and finding yourself. Whereas coaching is going to be a more of a focus on up-leveling and releasing the current behaviors, feelings, and results that you're currently having thoughts as well, and moving into almost a new version of of yourself. That's something we talk about a lot. Um, It's all about unfulfilled potential. So in in, in coaching, you're going to be given full responsibility everything that you say. I mean, I still ask permission. I'm like, would you like coaching on that? Or would you mind if we explored this thing you said? And so you'll always have the safety to, to say like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really want to go over that today or whatever. Um, or like, no, I don't want coaching on that. I'm good with it. Like I like how I'm seeing it. Um, but it's, it's, I'm going to hold you responsible. It's, it's definitely more self-confrontation. So I feel like coach in coaching, you've got this self-confrontation piece where you're willing to be vulnerable with, um, the way you're creating your own results that you're not liking and confronting that in for the sake of change. Whereas in therapy, it's more 
self-validation and comfort is put on a higher priority. Whereas those who gravitate towards coaching and with postpartum coaching, like expect it to be a little uncomfortable, right? But for the sake of the quickest turnaround. Now, this doesn't mean that we're leaving healing aside, but I don't ever, for me personally, I don't ever want to be validated like in a thought that I'm having, like my husband just isn't, you know, meeting my needs. Like me saying that and having somebody be like, yes. And how does that, you know, like, how does that feel? And being like, yes. And what are you going to do about that? I'd rather have someone be like, isn't he, is he question mark? Let's, let's talk about that. Let's, let's explore. So, um, I'm not ever getting in my own way as far as my progress. Okay. Now, another difference between coaching and therapy is a coach is not related to the healthcare industry at all. And I'm actually really proud of that. Um, I'm not anti-medication, but I also am very pro education about the limits of medication, especially with postpartum depression, and or anxiety. So I have a lot of moms who come to me and they might've have had a little bit of a placebo effect and been on a med for a couple months and then it doesn't work. That's exactly what happened with me. Whereas it was not a couple months, but I was on an antidepressant for about a year and a half until my next baby came. We upped the dosage to the max. It did nothing. So, um, and it, and so it's debatable what the role of the medication actually was. So more on that towards the end, I have a couple resources for you in the show notes about that and the latest research with SSRIs. And I'm also going to bring on a um, pharmacist who is also educated about the ways that SSRIs are working and not working. But I did just want to share a small statistic. According to Johan Hari's book uh, called Lost Connections, which is like the most up-to-date information that I've even seen on postpartum, or not postpartum, but just depression and anxiety, 65 to 80% of Americans who are on an antidepressant are still depressed year after year, which perpetuates this conclusion that it's somehow related to, um, like that it's intrinsic within us and it's maybe related to genes. But the other thing is that only 35% of depression cases or diagnoses are actually anything to do with genes, right? So seven out of nine risk factors for depression are completely outside of biology. And it's all about the way you're living, the way you talk to yourself in your brain, like your thoughts, what you do with your emotions, the actions you're taking, the results you're getting, and all of that stems from your thoughts. And so coaching is super focused on your thoughts and processing feelings. I love coaching for that reason. I feel like it's kind of the best of both worlds. All right, let's continue down this list. So, um, therapy is going to be more focused on why problems occur. There's going to be an interest and a curiosity in exploring your past. Now, I don't think that's always completely useless. I don't think it's a waste of time or anything like that, especially if you had a lot of trauma in your past. Um, it might be interesting to go there. Um, and whereas coaching is going to be more on the how to move forward now, it's not that the past is insignificant, but it's also, uh, we're, we as coaches are of the notion we can't change the past. So while we could explore it all day, sometimes it can even be disempowering to go to your past and and determine that the reason you are the way you are today is because of your past, right? Because we can't change your past. There's nothing we can do about that. But here's what I also want to offer. Your past is actually only the thoughts you have in the present about your memories. Isn't that crazy? Let me say that again. Your past is actually right now in this moment, 
It's not even like a real thing other than it only exists in your thoughts in your head about your memories and the way you tell yourself and narrate to yourself what you can remember. That is what your past is. And so that's why with coaching, we can look at, and again, I think therapists, some therapists can do this too, just depending on who you see and, and, um, the type of therapy you're, you're getting. Um, but we're in coaching, we're going to be focusing more on your current thoughts and what they're creating currently and what they will create kind of projecting out into the future. There's a lot more future focused in coaching and we're going to, um, look and see what they're going to create. And then I'm going to come back to you as my client and be like, do you want to create that? So coaching requires a lot of thought from you, um, and belief and kind of honing in from you of what you want to create in your future, right? So much less about the past. Another difference between therapy and coaching is that therapy has an emphasis just because of where it was created. So therapy goes back to the 1800, you guys, which is awesome also, but it kind of has pros and cons, right? But during Freud's era, Sigmund Freud. And so therapy has an emphasis on subconscious, unconscious, it's digging and exploring. And the the main complaint I get from people who come to me after trying therapy is that there's almost this lack of direction or if you're if you feel like you have a direction as the client sometimes the therapist is a little bit ambivalent to it whereas with coaching it's my job to get you where you want to be like to help you get yourself there i shouldn't say cuz i don't ever take responsibility for your results and that's another thing right is that when you step into my quote office like we i do um, sessions with, on with phone calls right so when we're talking and when you pay me The understanding is I'm committed. I'm here. I'm going to train you like a coach would, right? Give you tools. I'm going to guide you and help show you the weak areas or whatever's still keeping you stuck where you don't want to be, but it's your job as the, I like to think of genuinely like a soccer coach and an athlete. It's your job as the player in your own life to apply what I've given you and make those changes. Now I'm The one thing that I love about what I do and my program is that you work with me on a weekly basis for an hour. So we have a deep dive session, but then throughout the week, I actually do give my clients access to me. I don't know of a single therapist and frankly, other coaches. I'm not sure that even do that. I think it's becoming more and more popular and please understand. I'm, this is not a criticism against therapy because the truth is there is uh, some, there are some cases where therapy is the best fit. And I would be the first one to tell you that. And in fact, that's one of the purposes of my consult is to make sure that you're primed for coaching and that you're not, that you don't fit, that you're, the way you're presenting doesn't fit better with a therapist. Okay. I don't want somebody to be my client who really should be seeing a therapist. I will tell you that that's happened one time in coaching dozens of clients to this point where we both mutually agreed she was more needing and wanting what a therapist offers. Okay. But other than that, most of the time for postpartum moms, especially if you haven't been with anxiety and depression your whole life, although I have clients who do fit that category and have done therapy for years and are making progress over here in coaching. So don't, don't be turned off either way. It's something to explore. If you're interested in coaching, but maybe you have a therapist or you were thinking of seeing a therapist, there's no harm in just hopping on a consult with me and I can talk to you about how I could help you. And then you can maybe do something similar with the therapist and make your choice from there. Um, more on that in a minute. 
Okay. So as I was saying a little bit ago, right? Therapy is more subconscious, unconscious that comes from where it stemmed from. Whereas coaching was created, um, to have the client sort of be the boss as far as where they want to be and what they want their life to look like, which is again, something we talk about on the consult, but, um, I'm not liable. Like I don't have to hide from you at the grocery store and have this whole privacy thing. I have relationships as a friend with some of my clients during and after we are having a professional relationship. I'm really good at holding that boundary, but I can, as a coach, intermix that. Whereas you would never typically go golfing with your therapist or you wouldn't openly talk about, um, you know, something or who your therapist is. I mean, maybe some people maybe do, but therapists have to by law and by their regulations and their practice, be specifically careful about disclosing who their clients are and sharing personal information with their clients. Okay. So that's just another thing to consider. I think the last thing I'll say on coaching versus therapy, and then I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about what I do specifically and how I do it and kind of what drew me to coaching, um, is that, I notice that with coaching, there is this need to be vulnerable with yourself and to almost confront yourself and to be willing to do that for the benefit of change. In therapy, not necessarily the case. It's not, and I'm not saying that therapists aren't trying to help you change or that you're not trying to change if you go to therapy. That's not what I'm saying. But coaching was made for, you know, setting a goal or with depression, we're not really setting goals. We're just untangling it and feeling more ourselves again and that forward progress. Whereas with therapy, there's a lot more, like I said, backwards focus and exploring and digging around. And there's really just, there's no like specific direction. And I can't speak for all therapists. So please hear this clearly. Um, and I have actually gone to therapy at two different times in my life. Once when we were newly married, once when my parents were going through a divorce, when I was younger in middle school, both times I was so appreciative of being heard and seen and having a safe place at that young age to explore my feelings, especially if you guys were, were, if any of us were raised in a family where, our emotions were, you know, when we brought them up, we were told you're being dramatic or I don't care how you feel because da, 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 right. If our parents just didn't have emotional health and tools to really give us the space to go through and bring our emotions up, both therapy and coaching are such a great place to start doing that for the first time. Um, so a little bit more about me, I am drawn to coaching because I want it told to me straight. I don't want any sugar coating. I don't want any tiptoeing. I don't want anybody, um, validating something to help me stay comfortable when that's something in my brain that I'm saying to myself could be the same thing that's creating my problems and hurting me. So I choose discomfort and progress over comfort and slower progress. Um, now I'm not saying necessarily that that's always the result you're going to get with a therapist. And frankly, I have to say there's a ton of therapists who are now integrating coaching principles in their practice, which is amazing. Wouldn't say that it's the same. It depends, you know, if they got certified or not, or if they just like casually listened to a coaching podcast and like brought their favorite tips over into therapy. It just depends. I have a lot of colleagues as fellow coaches who used to be therapists and have now turned coach. Um, so it's really, really interesting. It's an exciting time in the world of coaching. I think the one advantage that therapy has is that therapy has been around for so long. So, so many more people know about it. Insurance is very likely to cover therapy, whereas coaching typically not covered through insurance 
And also it, because it's not tied to the medical field, because it's unregulated, there's just so much of a wider variety. And, um, really, I think at the end of the day, like if I wasn't a coach and I would just step back and look at it, I would just say, what results are you getting? Right. And if you're trying to make the decision, like look at the results that people are getting either way. So I think, um, there's beautiful things about both. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Here's when I feel like you're ready for coaching. First of all, if you've tried therapy, okay? First and foremost. Second of all, if you really don't want to get on meds, a therapist might be more encouraging of meds. I'm for sure not going to encourage that. I'm not going to discourage it and I'm not going to say, oh no, you shouldn't or you can't. For sure not going to say any of that. But I'm not, I'm definitely not of the opinion that you need meds and that they even will do that much for you. Okay. So yeah, I have been researching things about placebo effects with SSRIs and call me dangerous, call me irresponsible, but this is the latest research. And it's just unfortunate that mainstream science, every time you're going to hear that the SSRIs and the antidepressants are the go-to that they're working. That's what your, your OB has been trained to see it that way. And you're going to be offered meds as a quick solution, but um, Professor Andrew Skoll of Princeton University has said that the claims that depression is caused by a natural lack of serotonin in the, in the brain are deeply misleading and unscientific, reflecting the broad scientific view today, right? So our depression is, in fact, largely caused by problems with the way we're living today. And that's a direct quote from the Lost Connections book from jo- Johan Hari. So if you just, I'm going to put it in the show notes, but thelostconnections.com, you can take a quiz that helps you figure out how much you actually know about depression. And you might be really surprised, especially if depression is new to you postpartum, or even you might be even more surprised if you've been diagnosed with depression and anxiety since you were little and have been told lots of things by your parents and white jackets and therapists. Like there is some new research out there and it's not even conspiracy theory. I promise. So go take a look. It's really fun. I think it's an exciting time to be a coach in this specific field where therapy has majorly dominated in such a, like, again, great ways, but also coaching adds so much and also kind of gives you that space from the medical field to really look at, um, the 76, let's see, 65% of all of the factors, right? If 35% is unrelated to biology, that means 65% of things that go into create the creation or the cultivation or the having of depression, the experience of it are to do with how you're living, how you're talking to yourself, your thoughts, feelings, actions are going to create that result for you. So last but not least, I'm going to wrap it up here. Here are the five reasons I feel like postpartum coaching with me is set apart and you can pick and choose if you love these, but these are kind of what make me different and frankly attractive or, um, a great option for a postpartum mom who's feeling depressive and or anxious. Number one, because I've been having babies and not getting a PhD, my path is so similar to yours, right? So I've just recently walked it. I was depressed in early 2018, the most recent time before I found coaching. Number two, I'm your age. This can make a huge difference. So many therapists love it or hate it. Maybe you love it. Maybe you don't are 
can be older, um, but not always for sure. Definitely. And number three, I am constantly reading and, um, gaining the latest research. I don't sit back on a degree that I have to kind of promote my business or to speak for me. I don't have that luxury as a coach. And I love that because it keeps me working because what sells my coaching is the results my clients are getting and the testimonials. Um, number four, I think I already talked about this, but seven out of nine, seven out of the nine risk factors for postpartum depression, well, for depression and anxiety are not medical, not biological at all. And so it's your thoughts, feelings, and actions. And that's just my ballpark as a coach. That's exactly what I am designed to work on for you. And number five, like my training, I should say. And number five is postpartum is so often situational. Um, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding here. And I'm not saying that this is completely wrong. I think hormones and the amount of sleep you get for sure are going to impact your ability to think clearly and how you are experiencing your emotions. That being said, I think the misunderstanding and the misfortune here is that a lot of times in postpartum circles, there's this whole like, oh, it's not your fault. It's just your hormones, like that you're not in control because hormones or because sleep. So again, coach is going to give you 100% responsibility. Like you're never going to be off the hook. If you want to be off the hook, you can talk to your doctor and your therapist. And that's why sometimes if you're concerned that there is something truly going on, maybe those are better fits. But if you want to explore your like full power, no matter what your diagnosis is, no matter what your sleep was for the day, um, come talk with me. And again, that doesn't mean we ignore the body or we ignore limitations. We just strategize around them and we ne- we never give up our power to them. Clients come to me when they've tried therapy or they've tried antidepressants or both, and they kind of feel like what's next. And that's exactly where I was. I had tried antidepressants and I had tried therapy and that's when I found and tried coaching. So I don't know if I said that earlier, but I actually had worked with a PhD therapist in specifically, she's trained for postpartum stuff. And literally you guys, like the best she gave me was a list of some homeopathic supplements to get from sprouts. Um, she wrote me a, like a little contract and I actually love her and thank her so much. Like it really was helpful. And I could even just being in her presence in her office was so healing for me. Um, and it was, I think a necessary step for me at that time to get to the place where I was ready to do coaching. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, but certainly wasn't necessary. I don't think to, to do coaching. And I'm grateful that I did find coaching as well, but, um, she did give me like, Hey, you know, a note to show to my husband, like, make sure you let her have this time each day to go on a walk or have this time to nap or whatever. And I think like, to some extent that was helpful. Cause I was having a hard time, um, advocating for what I needed and breaks and giving myself permission to take those. But at the same time, her writing that note, wasn't her teaching me how to advocate, right. Was not her teaching me how to take responsibility for my self-care. So that's going to be another difference right there. Um, so if you're ready to move on up and out and you find yourself like there's this thread in you that even though you feel down and you feel depressive and you're worried about that, there's also this part of you that's still very much invigorated to like want to find a way out, want to heal. I think coaching might be a better or a good solution for you. You could look it up or come find me and come talk to me. Um, Yeah, I think that about covers everything. Here's where I draw the line, by the way. I'm going to recommend you go to a therapist if you are planning suicide and and or have attempted it or are kind of thereabouts. I have clients who occasionally think about suicide and their brain goes there. But here's how I view that. And I think I, I talked about it in our episode on suicide a few episodes back. 
But um, suicide is often the product of resisting emotion, which is a problem that I can help you with for sure as a coach. Um, so I think that suicide doesn't scare me because I've re- I've recognized and realized that just because you've had a suicidal thought doesn't mean you need to be put in an institution. It also just means to me that we need to do some work on how you're managing the emotion that you're feeling, which then you're resisting. And now you're like, because you can't get away from it because you're resisting it, you're up in your head and there's no other option than suicide. It kind of corners you when you resist really negative emotions, you end up, you know, it's, it's logical. Like, of course you're thinking about ending your life because you're trying to get out of your body. You're trying to get out of the emotion that's in your body. So that just makes sense. And so that's where I can help you kind of work backwards and problem solve. Um, and suicide is part of just an equation. But again, if you're already planning it and you've attempted it or are attempting it, like that's where I feel like you would be safer working with a therapist because I don't have the, regulations for my practice that give me permission, you know, or, um, of just leverage in the medical field to, um, report you or anything like that. The best I could offer you is like a suicide hotline, right? So that's why I would want that for you is to be in a therapist's office and to have that, um, protection per terms of the contract with you working with them. So other than that, try coaching. Um, I offer free 60 minute consults, so you can just book one at lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. And, um, I will be talking to you guys here next week. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends. Go ahead and just give me a review. If you love the podcast and my favorite reviews that I sometimes give shout outs to are the written ones with words and that we, you know, know that you're an actual human being. So if you could do that, I would be so greatly appreciative. You just go to iTunes. It's easiest. If you have Apple podcasts app on your phone and just do it there. If you don't, then that's okay. All right. Love you guys. Talk next week and I'll see you on a console if you book one. Bye. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzielangston.com forward slash consult pretty simple and I will be calling you soon.